Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Amanda Bolin of She Did It Her Way podcast. Have you heard of her? She is pretty much a rock star. She is top rated with Forbes, Inc., Techstars, and Entrepreneur for her amazing podcast. If you haven't heard of it, you need to go give it a listen. But she's sharing all about something other than her podcast today. In fact, we're diving into how she's been able to take her podcast journey and leverage it to further grow her business. In fact, she's opening up her first ever in-person summit The doors are open and we're talking all about the amazing experience that you can get in on this October. And we're also talking about pivoting and like the challenges of growing a business and everything that comes with that from niching down from that very starting point to as you grow and like the challenges that arise as you build your business. Hey, Amanda, it's great having you on the show today. It is such a pleasure to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me and my (laughs) pop filter. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You You guys guys can't need to, yeah, you need to look at the screenshot that I posted in our group because you'll understand what we're staring at right now and why we couldn't really keep a straight face as we started. There's a giant, it's like a baby stingray on your face right now. It literally is. I know. And I'm laughing. I'm saw it as a homemade pop filter the one day when I was like, I really just needed to do my interviews. And then I'm like, how do I do this rogue? And it's a pantyhose and a wire hanger. And I'm completely aware that you could go and buy one for $15, but I, for some reason, have not just done it. So here we are with a I don't stingray. understand how there's not the blog post yet on how to make that DIY I should totally do that. <laughs> no. Well, I think no, I just she goes, no. <laughs> I think I think this just goes in to show that Amanda is totally cool with going rogue and doing uh-huh. her own thing. Uh-huh. And so Which is what we're gonna talk yay. about today. Exactly. <laughs> so 
To give people a little bit of background, if you yeah. haven't listened to Amanda's podcast, she did it her way. I have no Where idea what, pl- what planet you've been on. But Amanda's podcast has existed long before ours has. And I want to know a bit about like how that came to fruition and why you decided to jump on the podcast train. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Where do we begin? So I launched a podcast. It was myself and two other people at the time. And this was back in 2015. January was the first ever launching. So we've been about two and a half years in. And it was in 2014 when I was doing... So I originally, to go back a few years, in 2012, I I took the leap, quit my job, went out as a freelance trainer, developer, facilitator, if you will, worked with companies on a independent contract basis to help implement drive behavior change in sales or leadership development. And through that experience, I just realized there were no resources for women in entrepreneurship. And I had been listening to podcasts since I was in college and there was no podcast out there. And I much prefer, I love connecting with people over words and I much prefer conversation over written words. So for me, doing a podcast at the time was no brainer. Mm -hmm. I actually reached out to one of my friends who his company was a software company online building and they had a podcast. So I reached out to the guy who ran it and that was probably mid 2014 ish. And when he showed me what it took to do a podcast, I was like, what? That's it? Like, <laughs> let's do it. And not that I just need a pantyhose and a wire hanger. <laughs> let's get us started, friends. And it wasn't to say, okay, don't want to. I mean, you guys know this too. Like, doing a podcast and making it consistent, getting content, organizing the logistics behind it. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. it takes it takes work. But the actual once you get it under the belt, you're like, oh, okay. It's one of those things where you could easily think takes a lot more. Like it's this big mountain monotonous or like big task when really when you look at it, you're like, okay, so there's some basics behind it. So it started out as just a need and I loved listening to podcasts and I just felt like there was none around female entrepreneurship and the journey of it. And so kicked it off back in 2015 and ever since then it's, it's grown and it's budding into this beautiful thing and taking more ownership, which we can get into that journey later through the podcast interview. But it's definitely, it's opened a lot of doors and connected me to a lot of amazing people. And I've learned a ton of things. Well, and I think that's the biggest thing we've taken away from our own podcast of regardless of like, okay, yes, it's great for audience building. It's great for connecting. And it's great. Like we've been able to make it a really good passive income stream for us, but just the doors it's opened up for us to meet other people and have other connections and like getting to chat with people who we look up to and, and have this, this type of space available for those conversations to be had, I think is outstanding. Yeah. I I mean, that's how look at like us, we get to meet over a podcast, right? (laughs) Well, I, I have to know who is the favorite. Yeah. Who are your favorite guests? I know that's really terrible, but like, who were you like starstruck to interview? Oh my gosh! So I'm trying to actually similar around. I think when this episode airs, I interviewed Jen Sincero of You Are a Badass, and that mm-hmm. was like I couldn't keep it together. And you could probably no, I was definitely no. I would poop my yes, pants exactly. The whole time. I I'm like, oh my gosh, like what do I? what do I ask her? Like it was so, I had to be so consciously aware to stay in the present moment more so than when I'm just having a conversation uh-huh. with another person because I'm like, oh my God, I'm talking to this author who sold over a million copies. And like, <sighs> it was a total fangirl moment and I've never been in that situation. And yeah. I'm like, what is happening to me right now? But that, that was, that's a really great one. That was like the fangirl moment. And 
I did a six week series with this gal at Cordoba Pleasance who's amazing. And she actually reached out to me telling me that she had been preparing to start her own business and it, she was doing it for a year and then she had actually launched it. So it was fairly recent. And we did this really cool six week series behind the scenes talking about how to build a marketing plan that works, the business plan behind it. And so it was a really great series that I enjoyed and it allowed me to get to know someone who was a listener, but then at the same time, be able to share her journey of her business. So that, that was really cool. Yeah. Do you think the podcast above anything else that you've done in your business has been the thing that's opened up more doors for you or has been able to like add on more additional arms to your business? You know, with the podcast for me, I, I never started out in a creative field. I never had an online business. I was strictly, I left graduated college in 2010, worked as a an executive team leader at Target for about a year in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> I went to Iowa and then I moved into another HR role for about eight months before I went out as a freelance individual person. And then for majority of the time from 2012 and even still after I launched the podcast in 2015, I had still really maintained a lot of my space and where I showed up within those consulting projects. So I was kind of actually disconnected with this online world. I had friends that had online businesses, but I never really got into it. And so where people have blogs or they've already been a photographer in this creative field and then pivot to a podcast, I actually started with a podcast versus that blog. So it's been a really interesting Mm -hmm. journey to be able to now shift away from the training and development and put more focus on the podcast in which hence the summit and in-person things and really looking at it at it as it's more than just a podcast. It's this whole encompassing business. So what is it? How do I communicate that vision to other people? So, yeah. Yes. Wait, what? You're Girl. having a summit? Tell me oh, all about I it. Feel- <laughs> <laughs> you just like yeah, threw okay. that in there like well, it was no big deal. Oh, you know, that little summit. So you guys know, I'm I'm sure, and like this is a beautiful thing about women and is our, our ability to have an intuition. And we know that when we are like throwing things against the wall and they are not sticking, you're like, er, dead end, er, dead end. Like again, mm-hmm. and, and while like, you know, failures can, can teach us things, sometimes the failure is teaching us like, don't do that anymore, right? <laughs> and so it's not like, oh, tweak that Facebook ad. It's like, no, just don't like, yeah. No. No, that's what a membership site is for us. Like never, ever again. Like, pump oh, the brakes. Okay, that was great, but mm, yeah. So the like this summit is so it's a she did her way summit. It's in October. It's going to be in Chicago. It's the first in person event, and the reason there's a handful of reasons why I chose to do in person versus another alternative, but it is. Mm-hmm. Ever since I I put the stake in the ground and kind of stepped outside my comfort zone and really went with my intuition and was like, this is what I'm going to do, things have just naturally been showing up. I feel so confident about it. It's the basics of building a business. So if you want to start your own business or you've recently started your business in the past 12 months, then this is building the foundation. And we're talking accounting. We're talking legal. We're also talking about finding your sweet spot, understanding the high-level marketing, branding basics. And it was even building the agenda. I was like, oh, I want to go more into this and more into that. And I'm like, but if I put anything more in this one day, people are going to leave brain dead. But another thing like with the the, the summit too is making sure it's purposeful and intentional where I've attended and I've actually hosted events in my in the past where it's 
okay, we have this idea. It sounds great. Let's put it together, throw it against the wall, just get random speakers, get people in the door, make some money through sponsorship. If you did or you didn't, there's times where you didn't and there's times where you did, but it just, it didn't feel like mm-hmm. concrete. And through my experience with coaching and development through the, the, I call it consulting, but it's really training and development. It made me realize how needed there is with the purpose from even when you step foot on or into the conference or the summit in this case to when you get into the summit, let's refocus your goals. Let's figure out, you know, why are you here? What do you want to accomplish? Go through the summit. And at the end, let's figure out, okay, what are the immediate action steps you're going to take? Mm -hmm. And then how are you going to accomplish them? And what does it look like in three to six months? And then let's dream from one to three years ahead of time. So yeah, that's the summit. There's still so much more, but yes. (laughs) Well, talk to me about, you briefly mentioned why you decided to make it in person. I, I feel like last year, you know, in preparing for the podcast, we talked to a couple of people who have hosted in-person conferences and events over the years, and they felt like they were coming up on a season of shift of where maybe people aren't spending the money on in-person events. Maybe that's not what they want. Maybe they're wanting a different experience and there's a flux of online summits, virtual summits, et cetera. Why make an in-person event when the season is, it's clearly shifting. So how, yeah. why, why? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and I You're and I thought about this in many different ways. And I had some really good, deep conversations with a few people in my circle. And, you know, you talk about, about what makes you feel like you come alive and what makes you tick and where's your sweet spot and what is it that – I don't know if you guys heard of the Fascinate Me quiz. Sally's got that where you take it and basically you enter in this information and it'll tell you what people are most fascinated by you or like what is it that fascinates people, right? And one of the things that my fascinate is the maestro and ability to bring people together but also to know that my energy – heightens a lot more and I get a lot more energy by meeting people in person and while connecting over internet and having a virtual summit because I definitely thought of that I think is great and whatnot. I And I did a pilot for an online class and maybe I, I don't know, I will bet to say that I probably didn't give it enough time because I only did one iteration of it. The idea of doing an in-person summit excited me way more than the other options. Now, who's to say that after I do it, I'm like, whoa, okay. Like, yes, it's definitely the season to not do in-person summits. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just a testing thing and we'll see. And my gut reaction and <laughs> in, in certain previous experiences have led me to say, okay, the first thing I'm going to test is to move forward with an in-person event and make it more intimate. So it's about 50 to 60 people because I'm going to have coaching circles as well based on the survey Mm -hmm. and to be able to bring female business owners who have proven success, whether it's brick and mortar, maybe they do an online branding or maybe for whatever reason it could be to really be intentional about it so that people are getting the value that they're putting in and the time and energy that they're spending that they'll get out of it. So you said based off the survey. So I'm assuming you asked your people what they want. Talk to us about that. Well, when I, so the survey, I I did put out the survey of in the beginning, just to kind of get to know the audience and what they're looking for and figuring out, you know, who is the core target audience and business building kind of to go back a little bit about why deciding to do the in-person versus online is quitting your job and making the move or even launching a business. So whether you launch a business while you're in a full-time gig or if you launch a business and you quit your job is a very personal journey. And so when 
finding people when it's an online community or, or what have you, it's it's harder, I feel like, to make that that connection as you would in person where it might cement it a little bit more. It might feel more supportive, especially if you're getting whether you're making like a six-figure salary in your corporate job or whatever you're doing, launching a business is scary. And I want to be able, maybe I selfishly just want to be in a room with people, but bring them together (laughs) and do that and teach those things that they're asking about and the feedback that I got in the survey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll see. Like you guys know this too. Anytime you put a a product out there or an event, you know people say all the time, like, "Yes, I want it. It's great. It's whatever." Mm-hmm. And then you put it out, and you're like, "Okay, where's your credit card?" They're like, <laughs> "It's like crickets, crickets." Uh-huh. Like the, the, it's always good to have massive a number of people to be able to like the whole marketing sales converting thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. so we'll see. I mean, it's definitely like I'm really excited. People that I've spoken to, I've also. I've tried to do the opposite of what might be expected when you're launching an event. Tim Ferriss talks about this. And one of my really good friends, Shauna McKenzie, when I was having a conversation with her, she's like, because I was feeling stuck just in general about she did it her way or like, what am I doing? She's like, just do the opposite for like two to three days. Okay. (laughs) So I thought about that and I Mm -hmm. like want to parlay that to the summit. And I'm like, okay, I want to do the opposite. And one of the things of me doing the opposite was initially when I thought about the summit, I'm like, oh, I gotta make I gotta make an email funnel and I gotta do these convert clicks and like all like make this this huge thing versus doing the opposite to me looks like actually sending personalized one-on-one emails to people and to actually reach out individually to be able to make that connection ahead of time to be able to really paint and communicate the value of the event and so that it's not just seen as another event or what have you in that in that capacity. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So tell us about the structure because when I just <laughs> glanced at it, yeah. granted, I'm looking at it before it technically has gone up for sale. And when this airs, it will be yes. open. So I'm sure more information will be open to the public. But from what I can see, it says six labs, 12 speakers, and six coaches. So normally I'm used to seeing like a massive speaker lineup and like faces Mm -hmm. and names. And this is like simplified. So tell me a little bit about how you plan to structure the day and what people will tend to get out of the event. Yeah, no, great question. Yes. And August 18th is when the, the tickets go live. So we'll have more information there. And then I also did a solo cast that will launch in a few weeks about everything. And, but to recap, so another thing that I did too, is instead of doing a call to speaker call for speakers, I actually hand selected and I backed out and I went back to the survey and I was like, okay, what are the core key anchors that people want to know about? And one of the things was like money and like, how do you price your services? How do you count your money? How do I know which entity? All these very basic things, but very integral things that you need for a business. And so I went into mm-hmm. my repertoire of people that I knew in my network or individuals that I had been following that I've gained a lot of value with. And so not while not all speakers are confirmed, probably about 75, 80% are confirmed at this point, which is pretty exciting. And I've just yes. reached out to them. And so the event, again, it's it's a one day. It starts 8.45 to 9.30 is just check in, grab breakfast. And then we really kick off at 9.30, which I can... oh. I don't have that sheet up with the agenda, but I can go through what you what you can expect anyway. But again, like I said, the summit is four. We talked about that. But then getting out of it is confidence and not saying confidence as like a woo-woo word or, oh, come, you'll gain confidence. It's great. Like you don't just say that to say that. It's legitimately when we think about what fear is, fear oftentimes is derived from the unknown. Mm-hmm. And so if we can 
educate ourselves Mm -hmm. and understand what fear actually is and change the perspective, then if we educate ourselves by going to this one day event, then we can walk out of it with more confidence about actually taking action on the things that we want to accomplish. I'm in the curating coaching circle. So again, when people purchase the ticket, they'll get a survey. It takes less than 20 minutes to fill out. And then based on that, they'll be put in a specific coaching circle where from my understanding and their feedback, they'll get the most value out of it, which will happen over lunch. So it'll be a bit of a working lunch. And then again, like the the coaches and speakers are handpicked based on, I know that I've gotten value and Another big thing too, and I know I'm I might be getting long winded, but I I've gone to events and I've hosted events where you pick someone because they have a really influential name and they're good at their craft, but when it comes to mm-hmm. actually transferring that skill and teaching other people, it falls short. And that's not anything against them, mm-hmm. but I knew that when I for the summit, I'm like I want people that are teachers as well that have a specific niche that every day mm-hmm. they're teaching about marketing, every day they're teaching about accounting, like. Let's bring them in. Those are the experts. They're like the the subject matter mm-hmm. es- experts, the shmees. So being really purposeful in that. And so topics include finding your sweet spot, really uncovering what lights you up and letting that guide you in your business and your profits, mm-hmm. understanding basics of marketing. We're going to cover sales, the power of connecting. So being able to position or being able to like be strategic and intentional in the way that you connect with others. So it converts into clients or understanding like who you need to go after there's accounting. So again, everyone loves accounting. Mm-hmm. It's so great, so right? Sexy. Yes. But figuring out like, you know, what what can I deduct or even what tools and systems. So like I use FreshBooks yeah. and being like not being afraid of that. Operations, knowing, talking about certain types of insurance you should have as a business owner, whether it's disability or actual business insurance to cover mm-hmm. yourself in any instance. And then systems. So like hacking and organizing, setting like the basis up for success for long term. Mm-hmm. Just again, closing it out with goal setting. I've left so many amazing conferences where you're just like on this massive high. And then you like the next day you're like, well, WTF mate, like what do I do with this? And how do I actually take action? So really yeah. being like at the end of it, concrete learning steps. I mean, well, in a sweet swag bag with stuff filled by female founders, which is great, but mm-hmm. the focus is definitely the content and the value to like get information out of it. So yeah. Want to learn exactly step-by-step step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So... It sounds like to me that it's it's perfect for people who are like just getting started or really finding that like legality, the pricing, the foundations of their business. So whether they've been doing it like for a hot second or a year or whatever, like if they still haven't had that stuff figured out, that this would be perfect for them. So what I'm wondering, because we're facing it and have faced it many times in our own business, what is the conversation like with yourself or with your team when you're coming up with something new for your audience and then you're asking yourself, am I talking to the people who are really new, who I maybe used to be talking to or really started talking to, or do I talk to the people who are now further along because of how I've helped them over the last two years? How is it as your business grows that you're figuring out who to make these products perfect for? And why did you start with new people? Yeah, no, that's a really, I mean, that has been something that having not figured that out sooner or kind of dragging my feet, right? Because it's all the riches are in the niches. And I mean, as well as that's like a a played phrase have you it it is true like the more you niche down the more you identify your brand with another or like your product with the actual person you're going after you're you're more likely to see a response and when i worked with Shauna McKenzie who does similar like sweet spot coaching conversations with with her clients and then including myself really realizing and i'm pretty sure and i i think like i always say things and i i believe entrepreneurship is a testing lab like you guys know this you kind of have to figure out what works what doesn't Mm-hmm. It's the the journey of that sweet spot between the six to twelve months before someone actually would go ahead and take the leap and start the business. 
to when they're a year to two years in because the problems you have before you take the leap and the problems you have a year or two years after you take the leap are very different from each other. And she did it her way for me, for the sweet spot that I found, is we definitely have legacy listeners, people who are just going to be there 100% all the time with us and like it's still going to deliver value. But at some point for me, I had to realize like at what point, like what is she did it her way when people show up, how are we holding their hand and, and walking them through? And it's really people in the beginning start when they want to start their own business, that's when they start seeking out information. But I can't, I'm not in the business of telling someone they need to do something or convincing them. Like they have to want to leave and want to start a business. So I like I want She Did It Her Way to be positioned so that when you decide that you want to start a business, you come to She Did It Her Way to get the basics of building that and the support in the community to continue doing so. And as you grow, hopefully through maybe podcast or through the network, you find other mentors and leaders that can help carry you through that three-year mark, that five-year mark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so- – what do you want to do next? Like, I mean, you have this p- amazing podcast and now you're like all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but to the <laughs> no. all of, it just came out of nowhere this summit. Like just I just it was like a, a baby, like poof. To- Actually, no, that's not even a good analogy because that thing takes no. Never mind. Not all babies are made. Not- <laughs> yeah, that is I delete that statement. <laughs> the outside world like this came on and like you're you're gonna you're gonna do this right like but where do you want to go next like what's the future of the podcast and the she did it her way brand oh I'm like racking my brain right now I'm racking it in a way is because I've got all these ideas and I've kind of sifted out and I'm like okay this is what I want it to look like but just like you guys know things can pivot and sometimes it even makes me nervous to say where I want it or think I, I want it to go because I'm like, mm-hmm. I might say I want it to look like this in three years, and then it's going to be like, yeah, it doesn't look like in three years. But at this, <laughs> I've always had some sort of inkling of a like online magazine in the sense like if you think of entrepreneur.com, you can somewhat think a little bit about that. Like she did it her way, but it's like entrepreneur for females, right? So it's this massive mm-hmm. content place. But that's a, probably a three to five year Type goal. I mean, in the next year, I want to, I really want to see what the summit does. And based on the summit, like what it does, assuming it does well and it's received well, there's the potential and the idea that I would like to continue doing maybe two to three more total in 2018. One thing from an internal business standpoint, I I know from like my goals and what I want to see happen is we're going to do, we're going through a website redesign, which was supposed to be done earlier this year, but then the thing of a wedding happened and kind of, you know, it takes, <laughs> a little, it takes a little bit over. But the goal is, is to do a, a redo on like a, a website overhaul, if you will. And again, set it up in a way where people, when they come to the website, they know exactly where to start. And it's more of a curated mm-hmm. journey, a better user experience mm-hmm. than what it is is now. So that is the short term and then the long term would be in the next year see how the summit goes this year and maybe continue doing them around the country and then we'll see if there's the potential of the magazine i also thought of the membership thing but then after you guys said that i need to do a little bit more discovery i know right. pat flynn too so he was like i did a membership website and he goes i no. that failed miserably and so i'm like okay no, listen, maybe that's not was, what it is so yeah because you guys did one for how long? Oh, like six months. But then it, we pivoted it to a course and ended up 
mm-hmm. ultimately doing the same thing for nine. But I mean, that was like, it was like a year. I mean, but when you, it was a year of like cleaning up and fixing it and like making sure people knew what was going on and moving people. I mean, it was just a freaking shit show. I was well, and you guys killed it with your course too. Congratulations! (laughs) Yeah, I just need to maybe I follow your guys' bandwagon. (laughs) We'll see. Who knows? Maybe (laughs) hop on this bandwagon because it's a good one. It's a good one to be on. No, it's just interesting going back to the conversation of like who you're who you're serving as your business grows. I think I love and I appreciate seeing other business owners who are strategic in their growth and seeing amazing strides and knowing that they could help business owners at the the very first gate and helping business owners, you know, maybe reach over that five figure, six figure mark. And I think having that ability is amazing, but it's also terrifying because I feel like it's very scary to eliminate part of that crowd because talking to, like you said, at, at those points of those journey are two very different strategies and like two very different concepts of teachings. So it's it's reassuring to hear from you because it's something that we're still kind of like, where are we in life? And like, who do we want to be talking to and helping and so, so I love that you just went that way and you owned it and, and you're structuring content around that. So, yeah, it's definitely scary because I know like there's that FOMO and you're like, oh, wait, like I'm going to miss this entire mm-hmm. piece of the pie. And, and I mean, there's still ways that I know from the she did it her way, like content and what we're offering. I could nail down even, even more niched, get more specific on that. And so yeah, I I just I guess when I look at others, I'm like, okay, they they must be really niched to be able to resonate with their audience and who they're going after. Yeah. I I just think it just like we had those weird revelations after our last couple launches where, you know, we we sit down with copywriters or or members of our team to help us re-strategize for the future. And they're like, okay, so who bought this program? Like, who was it perfect for? And we go through the list and I'm like, well, she hasn't started the business. She's been doing it five years, but she's not profitable. She's over six figures. And it's just like all across yeah. the board. So it doesn't matter who came through the door. Who do you want to serve? And so right. I think you know, regardless of whether what came back from your survey and like you even talking to your own audience, like you're going to get answers across the board. So ultimately at the end of the day, you have to figure out, okay, but what do I see this brand? Who do I see it speaking to? And how can I target it that way? Yeah. And I, I mean, I know for me there, it was that it's a fear of the losing people, right? So they're like Tiger Woods. I remember one of my mentors was showing me this when we were like working with a bunch of coaches and in, inside of like, large. Tiger Woods. Where is this going? I know. I'm like, oh, maybe I should start it that way. But so Tiger Woods, forget all the like press about him. He's a decent golfer, right? right. He's really yeah, good. Yeah. Right. And he he had a at the height of his his golfing career, he actually changed coaches. And people were like, wait, what is going on? Like, why would he do that? And so. When he changed coaches, his performance dipped, but yet after it dipped, it went right back up, but it actually went up higher than what he was doing prior with the previous coach. So I guess I'm bringing that in to say like even, and I'm telling myself this feedback too, is like (laughs) even when we maybe pivot in our business and we do something that might be scary and it might dip for a little bit or Uh feel like, oh God, that's a failure whatever it actually long-term may even be better for the business, right? So it's like almost like we can't be afraid to take those 
risks. And again, oh, like I said, I have personal feedback that I'm giving to myself. If you, <laughs> if you want to look at our, I mean, I like, this is very personal, but like, if you just were to look at our income month over month, like I could tell you exactly when we made certain decisions and like literally mm-hmm. just like drops off the face of the planet. We're like, <laughs> what were we doing? And then like three months later, it's like, but that's oh my god that's amazing too and it's because we we like sometimes and again i know like myself we can get so wrapped up into the immediate feedback of our decisions and then and then we want to we're like oh it doesn't work so then we go do something else but Mm -hmm. even entrepreneurship is a long-term game like you have to stick Mm -hmm. with it it is not this short term, like, oh, that didn't work. Or I've been blogging for six months and no one's reading it. Mm-hmm. Like Gary Vee would say, he would probably give you a big, like <laughs> some curse words and be like, you're a joke. Yeah. Stick with it longer. Like, like there's, and I think that now I'm getting into a whole other bucket, but, and again, I'm saying that like everything I'm saying are things that I have like learned on sure. my own. So yes. no one, yes. no one please think that I'm like scolding anyone. If anything, it's another reminder to myself, but like, it's this, inability to like actually have the patience persistence to stick out and yes. stick yep. with something yep. and like yep. so many people want to be entrepreneurs and so many people want to start businesses and while I think that's great I think it's also a due deal I feel due diligence to tell people like literally buckle up uh-huh and you uh-huh. will find yourself just like it is a great teacher of self-awareness oh yes you it is a great teacher to learn to manage your emotions and like <laughs> Because you're like not, or or just not, (laughs) or not, or like even I like right now my season of life I'm like I'm on the spiritual awareness train definitely like things have happened opened (laughs) up and like I did Reiki and just ever since that session in May so much more things have been coming to light and all this stuff that the self awareness that like I consider myself a pretty self aware person had been moved and dislodged that I started noticing these behaviors that I actually didn't like about myself or before Mm -hmm. I didn't notice it. And even talking about real self-love, even as a person who I'm like, I'm a pretty confident person. Like, you know, ever since I was young, my mom's always like, don't, you know, it never hurts to ask for anything. And my siblings and I were like extremely independent and we had to like figure out a lot of stuff on our own. And so that helped and build up confidence. But at the end of the day, what I was having a conversation with my now husband, I was like, shit. I'm like, even though I have this confidence and I say I love myself, I'm like, no, there's like this whole other mm-hmm. layer that I was not even aware of. So again, just weaving back into the entrepreneurial journey and the self-awareness piece, like that stuff comes up and yeah. it's, you just got to buckle up. I mean, anyone can do it, but it is a choice and it is a mm-hmm. commitment and it is a decision. And so, yeah. Yeah. As so many of our students right now, I know the phase is coming. Like I can predict it in their future of when they're taking a certain course of ours or when they're in where they are in their business. And I'm like, right now they're going to start asking, okay, but what do I do now? And how, what about this strategy? And what about trying this? And I ask them, okay, well, what are your foundations? What have you set up? What are you already doing right now? And I say, you don't get to add anything. There is no magic pill that's going to take you from where you are right now to like bomb diggityness. You just have to keep doing doing it mm-hmm. and do it over and do it over and do it over. I said, right now you just got to wait, but in that waiting, you have to be tweaking and you have to keep pushing out content. You have to keep doing these other to maintain all the balls while just like letting them do their shit in the air because nothing is just going to be like throw glitter everywhere and, and have everything perfect. It's not how this works. Right, it's not an easy button at staples. <laughs> uh, no. 
no, no. It is at Staples, no. right? That's the easy button. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, that is so true. Hashtag sponsored by Staples. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe they have a pop filter. <laughs> maybe. Uh, maybe. Jeez. So well, how about we we wrap this up? We go ahead and head into talk strategy to me, but I want to hear more details about the summit. What make your make your strategy getting people to your summit? What do they need to do? Oh, well. <laughs> the strategy of getting to people to my summit while well, you guys yeah. like the website URL is she did her way podcast.com forward slash summit in which that is where you can access all the information and gather the tools and resources. I know that my journey and when I quit my corporate job and went off as a consultant, there are so many emotions. There are so many things that people tell you you're crazy. Mm-hmm. They're like, what's going to happen to your mm-hmm. resume? What are you going to do? How are you going to pay the bills? <laughs> All these emotions. And like I said, what's that? What? Resumes. Resumes. I just I know. I'm resume. like, what? WTF a resume? What is that thing? I have no... I mean, I literally like... <laughs> my girlfriend was like, what? Like when I quit Target to go to Wells Fargo, which that was... Sometimes when you want to quit your job, it, it's a series of small events in order to get there. Mm-hmm. And so going from Target to Wells Fargo, if anyone's listened to any other podcast that I've like done or solo cast, they know that that was actually, for me, that was the biggest leap, not actually going out and quit, like quitting. The biggest leap was Target uh-huh. and Wells Fargo because I took a $10,000 pay cut and I lost all my benefits. And, you know, Uh if I didn't have, I didn't have PTO when I was at Wells Fargo, because I was actually through a third party agency. But doing that, I got like 25 hours back to my life and I wasn't working 65 hours a week Mm. and I wasn't working holidays or the weekend. So I could actually use that time and leverage it to go network with people that then allowed me, connected me to my first client that put me on one of his projects. So Mm-hmm. I'm say all that mm-hmm. to say the journey is 100% scary. Anyone can do it. Just don't I would recommend not going alone and it all goes back to being mm-hmm. able to educate yourself on what you don't know. Like if you do, what you don't know, you don't know. And then you start to realize like okay, now I know what I don't know, but then you actually begin to put things into practice and then you can actually start to build a skill set and to build confidence in what you're doing and that's that's what the summit is is meant for. And it's in Chicago. It's October 21st. And we're having a welcome reception the 20th. And the speaker lineup, which will be up there when this goes live, so you guys can check it out. Yeah. And there's a, there's a special offer till the end of September. So when you buy a general admission ticket, you can bring a friend for $100. And I did that because, again, if – like numbers help. So if you, instead of going alone, you can go with a friend and then that also Mm -hmm. helps both of you guys to show up together. And it's not just for women. I mean, it's geared towards women, but obviously I know I have male listeners as well. So yeah, come party. Get your booty there. That was so helpful. I I think we could have a whole nother conversation about the 87 pivots that you've taken in your business (laughs) and in your life to get here because I think people don't, I know we're ending this on yet another conversation starter, but people don't really realize how many pivots get to it. And I put this in quotes, end result, because it's never, it's never the, it's never over, especially in, in the entrepreneur world. But 
you know, you just look up and you blink and you think that there's like a successful blog and the successful podcast and now she's doing the summit and all of these things. And it took very active decisions all the way back from her target days Mm. to get to where you are right now. And so it's those pivots where we're strategic about them and actionable about them and make them work for us instead of against us where you're able to actually get to the things you want Mm. to. Amen, sister. Period. Drop in the light, <laughs> or in this case, the, the, the pot filter. The pot filter. <laughs> so in addition to hanging out with you on your podcast over at She Did It Her Way, how else can people hang out with you online? Yeah, you guys, we have a Facebook group. It's Her Way Community. So you can just pop in right over there, join the community, ask questions, get involved. We're on Instagram, Twitter, all the, the social media gigs out there. But definitely, if you send an email, I read it. May not be within the first 12 hours, but I do read them. So mm-hmm. just be patient with me too. And I always love connecting with listeners and hearing their stories. And actually, some of the great relationships that I have through the podcast are actually with the listeners themselves. So it's pretty cool. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. This is fun. It's Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.